Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 13, Kshetra Kshetragna Vibhaga Yoga, Yoga of Differentiation between the Field and its Knower. In the beginning, Bhagavan discussed the Kshetra, the Field, and he made a statement saying, Idam Kshariram Kshetram Api Adityate. This body is said to be the Field. Up till now, I have thought, I the knower is working in the world outside, but he said that I, right now I include my body, mind and intellect, he said that body is part of this world. But then he elaborates on the word that body constitutes. So from verses 5 and 6, he describes what the Kshetra is all about. And he includes everything that we know. So he included 24 items in that body, five great elements in their primordial state called Tanmatras, before they become grossified in a process called Panchikarana, where half of each one joined by the one-eighth of the other four and completes a one that's called the gross element. So whatever the predominant half, that becomes that. Bhumi, Apaha, Analaha, Kamvayahu. But in their primordial state of Mahabhutaha, all these five great elements, then he adds five senses of perceptions, five senses of actions. Then it's five corresponding objects for those ten senses, which makes twenty of them. And then he adds mind, intellect, and ahankar as part of this body. So everything that I have thought about so far as me is now is part of that sarira, the kshetra, including its modifications. Then what are the modifications? Emotions which we feel, icha, dvesa, sukha, dukkha. All these are also he considers to be part of the field. So icha, dvesa, sukha, dukkham, sanghata, chetana, drutihi. These are all part of the field. So there is nothing really left for me to identify as knower, as I know it today. And etat tetram samasena savikaram udahrutam. I have explained kshetra in brief. Now we see that everything I know today as the knower is actually part of the field. It's part of this prakriti. Icha, dvesa, sukha, dukha, they are inherent in prakriti. Don't think about the Sukha and Dukkha because they are created the same time the body was created. That you considered me the limited being when it was created, the Sukha and Dukkha created along with it. You may try very hard to avoid them, but it's not possible because created by the Creator Himself. It is the very nature of the Prakriti to have this contrast. Without the contrast, Prakriti cannot exist You cannot recognize white unless there is black. If everything is white and there is no color, you won't be able to recognize. 
you need a contrast to create a variety in Prakriti. So these are the modifications of the 24 aspects of the Prakriti. When they come together in a various permutation combinations, it creates this variety of the world that we know. So verse 7 onward, Bhagavan is defining the Kshetra Gna, the knower of the field. But he starts with the qualities, the 20 qualities. Kahinsa, Kshamata, Amanitvam, Adambitvam, Ahinsa, Kshantihi, Arjivam, Acharya Upasana, Saucham, Stairyam, Atma Vinigraha. These are the prerequisites for the mind to attain, to recognize the knower. And as soon as we hear the word prerequisite, we get afraid. It means I have to go through all this thing, achieve all this thing, then I will know. But in reality, because Bhagavan started defining Kshetragna from these qualities, these are the qualities to be recognized and not to be attained. You cannot attain goodness. Goodness just shines through you if you are good. These are not something you can acquire from outside, like a degree. That I don't have right now the knowledge of architecture. I go to architecture school. I get architecture degree. Well, that's because I can superimpose the qualities of outside which is not inherently in me. But these are the qualities to be recognized. As the qualities of the Prakriti are very easy to recognize in me, all the limitations of Prakriti I recognize very easily. I have the body which is limited, I have mind, I have intellect, I go through Sukha Dukkha, Mana Apamana. Very easy to recognize. But we can recognize the qualities which are naturally coming out of my own self. So these qualities, the 20 qualities, are the expression of the knower. As we have seen in previous chapters in Vibhuti Yoga, Bhagavan said, you can't recognize me in this Prakriti. Let me find Bhagavan in this Prakriti. It is not going to be possible. But you will recognize my presence when you see the perfection in anything. Anything where I see a perfect expression of something, I consider that to be me. It is perfect because of my presence, not because it is perfect, therefore I recognize that as my quality. The same way, these qualities are nothing to be acquired from outside. There is no outside goodness which I can superimpose on me. The goodness is inherent in the knower. Nor the self, the consciousness. When I identify with this quality, they shine out. When I identify with the prakriti, the other qualities will manifest. Sukha, dukkha, kama, krodha. All this because I'm identifying with the prakriti, the lower self. So sukha, dukkha we experience all the time because we're constantly identifying with this limited being I call myself. Bhagavan said, now you need to know that when you see the qualities which are described here, recognize those are the qualities of the self in you, who is the knower. Knower is distinctly different from the known. Knower cannot be objectified. Therefore, we can only know it by its presence, by manifestation. Electricity can never be objectified. We can put in a box and say, here is the box of electricity, take it home. But we can recognize electricity simply by 
its manifestation. When I say light, I say, no, no, there is electricity here in this room. But somebody says, pack me some electricity, I can take it. Well, that's not possible. Same with the self cannot be recognized as an object. I can't recognize that Bhagawan is somebody other than me. It's just impossible. When the people will say, Amane Bhagawan Darshan I had Bhagawan Darshan. He said, it cannot be. But he can be felt by these qualities. So when you experience these qualities, either in you or in others, recognize that these qualities are coming out of the knower, the self. Therefore he says, Amanitvam, Adambhitvam, Ahinsa, Shantihi, Arjavam, Acharya Upasana, Saucham, Sthairyam, Atma Vinigraha. We all recognize these are noble qualities. Noble is synonym to the word divine. These qualities are the qualities of the divine being in me, the divine entity in me and in others. There is not a single entity in this world which does not have both, the Purusha and Prakriti. Any existence cannot exist without both of them being present. So each one of us and each entity in this world has all these qualities dormant in them. Once identified with the self, these qualities will manifest. That also doesn't mean that they will be constantly manifesting those. There will be time when I will be manifesting Prakriti's quality. I go back and forth in my identification with my consciousness and with my limited being. When I identify with a limited being, all the limited being's qualities will be manifesting. When I identify with the Supreme Self, all the divine qualities will manifest. When I look at the ocean, I can either perceive it as a bunch of waves or I can perceive that as infinite ocean in front of me. Whatever my perception is, I will see the qualities of them in the ocean. So Bhagavan said, recognize that these are the 20 qualities which you will find when you identify with the self. Some of them are easy to understand and some of them are difficult. Indriyarthesu vairagyam. Anahankara, Janma Mrityu Jara Vyadihi Dukkha Dosha Anudarsana. These are difficult ones to understand for us. Dispassion for all the objects in the world. Indriyarte, so the objects of this world. I just can't function, period. If I'm completely detached. When I'm playing the role of an entity in this world, this attachment and interaction is very normal. When I act as an architect, it is very normal that I need to apply my knowledge of architecture and whatever I am doing. But if I apply the same thing here in a Gita class, well, that will be very inappropriate, right? That does not mean that qualities of me has gone away on Sunday morning. They are dormant in me. When I invoke architect in me, then all those qualities will come in. That includes the big ego. It is said that two architects cannot be in the same room because the egos are so great that they cannot be in the same room at the same time. So all these things which I consider to be negative are not really negative, but they're associated with certain identification and role I take. So Bhagavan said, when I'm identifying with the self, Indriyarthesuvairagyam, these objects don't mean anything. Therefore I'm completely detached. When I see that I'm something different than this part of this Prakriti, then knower, 
that's the play between I, the limited being in the world. When I was a child, I was attached to the toys. I look at the toys differently now because I've outgrown the role of a child. So Indriyartha Vairagya comes naturally. It's not something to be achieved. The more I try harder to detach from something, I'll be more attached to it. Love and hatred. Hatred is much stronger in emotion which binds you to that person and object harder than love. So therefore, trying hard is not going to help. That story we heard many times. King was bold. He said, if anybody who can give me the medicine which can grow hair, I'll give half my kingdom. Everybody tried. Nobody succeeded. But one guy came and said, I have medication which will help you. He said, okay, give me. He said, this will guarantee that it will grow your hair. Apply at night when you go to sleep. Except when you are applying, do not think about monkey. If you do that, it won't work. So every time the king tries to put that medication on his scalp, he thinks about what am I not supposed to think? Monkey. And he thinks about monkey. Says, okay, today is not a good day, tomorrow. He could never do that. So he called the guy and said, well, I'm not able to do it. He said, well, I'm sorry, but this medication only works if you don't think about monkey. He knew more you tell your mind not to think about something, it will do that. So it should be natural. It should come naturally to you. When it comes naturally to you, Bhagavan said that the quality of the knower, not yours. Anahankara. I have ahankar because I consider myself to be completely different than everything else. Therefore, I have this identification. I am the doer. But if I am identified with the Supreme Self, there is no ahankar naturally. Janma mrityu jara vyadihi dukkha doshanu darsan. These are very difficult concepts. It's the one who considers janma mrityu jara vyadi dukkha as defects these are considered defects as something which gives me unhappiness i buy something and it's not perfect i buy a car everything but the radio doesn't work it doesn't give me happiness it gives me unhappiness defects are root cause of all unhappinesses right in whatever i do these are the identifications i have in life which gives me unhappiness when i recognize that then I realize that I'm not identifying with this body, I'm identifying with the self. Self has none of this, and therefore it is in a perfect bliss. The knower who knows the object never identifies with the object. I, as the car owner, doesn't get identified with the car. But I may get attached to it. So Bhagavan says the one who recognizes all these qualities, these are the qualities of the knower. Asaktihi, Anabhiswangaha, Putra Dara Gruha Adishu. These are again very difficult. Putra Dara Gruha Adishu. Others we can understand. Even though we may not be able to achieve it, we understand that detachment. But Putra Gruha Dara Adishu, non attachment. Now, it did not say that do not play a role as a father or a husband or a householder. When you are playing that role, you have to do everything that needs to be done with that passion to make my family happy, my son to make progress, my wife to be happy. These are the duties of the roles which I have taken. I as I am not just a 100% father only. That's just a one aspect of my life. I'm a father. I had been living these lives from 
eternity. This role which I have taken today, it's like if I'm a drama actor and I acted in about 150 dramas, now I'm playing a role of a father in this drama. That's just a minuscule part I'm playing in my entire career. If I peg everything on that one role, then obviously I'll be considered mentally unstable. So Bhagavan said, do not get attached to this role which you are playing as a father, husband, homeowner. Putra Gruha Dara Adisho Asaktihi. Detachment. Determination, this is a temporary role I am playing. If I keep that in mind, I'll play it more effectively. Nityam cha samachittatvam. That can only come if constantly even-minded. In knowing that this is a role I'm playing. This is not me. This is not my entire existence. My entire existence is completely different than the small existence I'm living right now. Ista anista upapattishu. And therefore, this ista and anista is related to the role or identification I'm playing. I have a flu that's a dosha in my body. It does not affect my mind. It does not affect my intellect. But it does affect my body. I should recognize that. If I identify with the flu and say, this is me suffering, he said it can be even more dangerous to you. Therefore, keep that even-mindedness in things which are ista, good for you, anista, not good for you. Maicha ananya yogena. Bhaktihi avyabicharini. Unprostituted bhakti. Very strong word. That means devotion to none other. Maicha ananya yogena. By the yoga of non separation. I never feel separated from him. That means I am identified with the knower and not with the known. Bhakti avyabicharini. I do not devote myself to anything else but that self. Vivikta desa sevitva, aratihi janasansadehi. When we take all these things and face values, they're almost impossible for any human being to ever attain this thing. Vivikta desa sevitva, seeking solitude. If everyone leaves for Himalayas, who will be running this world? Well, there will be another world in Himalaya if everybody goes to Himalaya. There is no solitude there. You see, this solitude is mood of my mind. When my mind is not attaching to all these different things, then it's experiencing solitude. And aratihi jana sansadehi, he despises the society of men. Again, that's almost impossible. Not everybody can just leave and become hermit. These are the qualities of the knower. Knower knows is by himself only. There is none other. Everything else is the expression of the one single entity. Singularity is a lonely place. When you reach to the top, it's a lonely place because you are the only one. There is no one there. And if somebody is there, you are not on the top. Once you reach there, you recognize that there is only one and one alone. Therefore, Aratihi Janasansadihi, he does not really crave for society of man. Society of man is part of the Prakriti. Clearly recognizes it. Prakriti has its own gunas and its own functioning. I as the knower is distinctly different from this Prakriti and therefore I should be not attached to it. The next verse now defines the knower. Adhyatma jnana nityatvam tattva jnana artha darshanam Constancy in the self-knowledge. Self-knowledge, who I am, 
while I'm playing every role that I have taken because of my vasanas, because of my past karmas, because of my desires, we all wonder you know, why people go through this election cycle. Ralph Norton, he was a pediatrician. He was successful. Why does he have to go through all these things? Only he knows why he has to go through. It's own inner vasanas. The cause for me to do something is my tendencies in my vasanas. So therefore he says, I may be doing all this thing because of my tendencies, but I'll clearly know that I am something other than all my activities and all the roles which I'm playing. I want to know the truth. For what? I should know that. For what? What is the goal of knowing this knowledge is clearly to be understood. Because without that it is not as simple for me to pursue this path. Unless I have the goal clear. So what is the goal of knowing my tattva To know the self which does not have any limitations. Etat jnana proktam. This is considered knowledge. When I have achieved all the clarifications in my mind of all these 20 qualities which are described, they belong to the knower and not to the knowable. Everything that I can know as an object is part of the prakriti. That which I cannot objectify is the knower. Knower itself cannot objectify itself. In the light of the flashlight, I can see everything in a dark room except the source of the light, which is the batteries. I take out the batteries, the light is gone. Therefore, he says, that which I cannot objectify Everything I can objectify and say, this is my body, this is my mind, my thoughts, my ideas, my intellect. I can objectify and therefore they cannot be me. That which I cannot objectify is me. Etad gnanam. Iti proktam gnanam yadato anyatha. Having known this, I know that anything opposed to this is ignorance. If I can objectify something and then consider this to be Knowledge is in no, that's pure ignorance. Self-knowledge is something cannot be objectified. Anything other than that is ignorance. The next verse then make a connection to the next topic. Okay, we talked about the knowledge. We talked about the prakriti, the objectified world, and its modification, which is my experiences in life. Which is the knowledge is something different than that. One who can stay out of these experiences and still see the happening, that's the knowledge. And there's the knower. Gneyam yat pravakshami. With that knowledge, what is to be known? Is now he said, I will tell you. Yajgnatva amrutam asnute. Having known that, you shall achieve immortality. All my life I was trying to achieve this immortality. My misconception was I was trying to achieve immortality for this body. It is not possible. But there is something within you which is immortal. It's a knowing which you will identify with the immortality. Right now, identify with the mortality. Therefore, okay, let's make a will. It's about time, you know, if you don't have a will, or have you updated your will? Because I look at it and say, okay, next 10 years. If I can plan for next 10 years, I'm done. Because even this I didn't plan to live up to 70. My father died at 50-something. Everybody else in my family died in 60s. So these are my bonus years. But now they are telling me that anybody who is in 60 will live up to 90. If you 
know that, that you are not this mortal being, that which is going to die is not you. That's something you own, just like you own many cars in your life, you own many bodies in your life. Yadgratva amruta masnate, you will identify with the immortality. Having known that knowledge, you will attain immortality. Anadi mat param brahma nasat na asat uchyate. So, Swamiji says this word is broken in two different ways. One is anadi mat param brahma. Anadi mat beginningless. So, what is that to be known? Anadi mat param brahma is to be known. That is the object of my knowledge right now. What is to be known? The beginningless brahman is to be known. Now, this word by scholars defined to anadi mat, one word, param brahma, beginningless supreme brahman or anadi mat param brahma that brahman imperishable is because of me the supreme and then it aired the word vasudeva the vasudeva is supreme the brahman is supreme because of the presence of the vasudeva different schools of thoughts defined differently for our purpose because we follow the advaitic tradition Anadi mat beginningless Brahman. Only something which has finite qualities have beginning. Otherwise it has to be beginningless, infinite. Anadi mat param Brahma na sat na asat vachyate. It cannot be classified as being, nor it is classified as non-being. I cannot classify that as being because I cannot objectify my consciousness. I can objectify everything, my body, my mind, my intellect, my experiences, that can be objectified. When it comes to consciousness, it cannot be objectified. Because anytime I try to objectify, I actually come up with something else. When it's a thinking entity, well, that's actually mind. I'm aware of it. But that consciousness just cannot be identified, and therefore it cannot be classified as an entity, a being, an object. But also I cannot say it does not exist. Like Swamiji gave example, my tail, well, that asat, it does not exist because I know it does not exist. It has no existence whatsoever. But my consciousness, I know it exists because without that I won't be who I am. My life, I cannot pinpoint and say that's my life force or the consciousness. But I know without that I won't be who I am. So I'm very much aware that it exists. Therefore, I cannot deny that existence but because I cannot objectify through my senses, through my mind, through my intellect, I also cannot classify that it exists. So neither existing nor non-existing entity is myself, and that is to be known, Bhagavan said. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihiyo Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo